be um, kind of a quicker one, I hope. Um, I actually recorded this earlier, uh, but I did it with a microphone, and uh, I don't really think it took it. So I'm doing this in my car again on my Zoom recorder here. Uh, what I wanted to do this time is I wanted to talk about bear shaft tuning. Now, this morning, um, I, uh, I was shooting my, uh, my new-to-me Omega Original Longbow. Uh, great boyer, younger guy named Kagan McCabe um, makes these bows, Omega Longbows. And he has gotten like quite a, uh, a following. And uh, I'm look, we're looking to do a podcast together here. Uh, we're, we're just we're basically trying to set up, you know, try, trying to set up times to do this. And you will get a longer podcast. But today I want to, you know, I was actually, you know, setting up the bow and, and doing some uh, some broadhead tuning. Or sorry, I'm sorry, some uh, bear shaft tuning. And I wanted to go over what bear shaft tuning is and should you be doing it and, uh, you know, why it's necessary and that kind of stuff. So, um, anyway, so again, I apologize if this audio isn't, uh, isn't as great as the last couple. I'm, I'm doing it in my car. It's not with, with, the, with the right microphone and stuff. But anyway, here goes. Um, I talked a little bit about what bear shaft tuning is in a couple of my other uh, uh, podcasts. I did, uh, you know, with, with um, how to get into traditional archery and also how do I shoot this thing right and in those ones I said well you know should you be worried about bear shaft tuning and I said well not really especially not at first but when you get to a point and when you've been shooting for a while um, and, and you've got your form down and you've got your uh, you know proper you got a proper release down and you're not torquing the bow and you're kind of ready to move on to the next step of actually setting up your um, you know, set, setting up your um, uh, bow the way it should be with, you know, new new arrows and, 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 and whatnot, then bear shaft tuning, absolutely, that's what you need to do. Now, what is bear shaft tuning? Okay, bear shaft tuning is uh, tuning your bow and your arrow so that it flies absolutely perfectly without fletching, okay? Um, we're doing this without a broadhead, and I'm going to put this disclaimer out there before we go any further. Please don't try to do bear shaft tuning with a broadhead on. A broadhead will plane, depending on you know the, 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 the size and the design of the broadhead. Um, it, it, you know, it may fly fine for about you know, 10 yards, and all of a sudden it, 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 you know, the wind catches it a certain way, or, or the you know, blade catches the wind air a certain way, and then it just takes off. It shoots right up, or shoots up and right, or left, or whatever. It's really dangerous. I know there. I know you can do it, and I've I've tried it. And and you know, guys, you know, the the, the more FOC you have, uh, the you know, the easier it is to do. But there's still a chance that it's going to catch that wind, and it's just not safe. Don't do it. But broadhead, or but uh, bear shaft tuning <clears throat> is to get you perfect, perfect arrow flight without the aid of uh, fletching. Now, what does fletching do in the back, whether it's um, uh, feathers or veins? Now, we're going to talk about uh, bear shaft tuning applies to both compounds and traditional. Um, it seems to me that a lot of uh, a lot of compound guys, for some reason, uh, end up doing paper tuning, and a lot of trad guys end up doing bear shaft tuning. There's nothing wrong with either one of them. I prefer bear shaft tuning because everything that paper tuning tells me um, bear shaft tells me, and then some, right? I, I get so much more information about what the bow is doing and the arrow is doing with bear shaft than I do with um, 
paper tuning. So I'm not poo-pooing, you know, one or the other or saying one's better. But for me, bare shaft is better. And you can do it with uh, compound or traditional, but a lot of the stuff's going to apply to uh, traditional flight. <coughs> Excuse me, aero flight. So what is the purpose of fletching in the back in, in, in the first place? Well, fletching is designed to create drag at the back of the arrow so that the back of the arrow falls in line with the front of the arrow, okay? The fletching does create some spin, okay? Usually we have a little bit of offset, you know, with the veins or helical with the veins, and I'm not going to get um, too in-depth in, into that right now. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about, you know, whether that the, the, the rotation of the arrow, because it does cause a rotation of the arrow, there is a lot of uh, discussion about whether the rotation of the arrow actually does anything or not. The popular um, theory is that the spinning of the arrow uh, creates creates uh, like a gyroscopic effect and keeps the arrow more stable. But then there's other articles I've read that saying that no, that really doesn't do a damn thing. Um, <clears throat> you cannot spin an arrow fast enough. You cannot spin an arrow fast enough for it to be. Uh, gyroscopically stable you would need to spin it you know a couple million rpm or something like that it's not like a bullet even a bullet <clears throat> spins at let's say like a 223 out of an ar-15 right it will spin i think at like god 180,000 or 200 and something thousand rpm it's something ridiculous uh even a slower fatter bullet like like that of like a 45 acp spins i think like 15 or 20,000 rpm or something like that um it's a lot an arrow only spins like a few hundred RPM, and that's not enough to actually gyroscopically stabilize an arrow. That's, I don't know, some may argue, um, I don't know. Okay, that's, that's, just, that's just what, uh, you know, what I've been reading lately. But the, 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 the spinning of the arrow is a, is a secondary effect. And it's secondary because those, those veins or that fletching or the feathers out back are, are cocked at an angle, got an angle of attack to the wind. Kind of like when you stick your hand out the window, you know, when you're uh, driving down the road and then, you know, you move your, your palm up and down, your hand up and down, your, your flat hand up and down, and then the wind takes it up and down, you do the airplane thing, you know, kind of like that. Well, you've got, you know, two, three, four fletchings on, a, uh, on, on the back of, a, of an arrow, and they're turned into the wind a little bit, like two degrees, three degrees, and they catch the wind. Now, when it's catching the wind, it, and you got all three of them like that, then it's spinning the arrow in a certain direction. But the spin of the arrow is a secondary effect. The main part, the main thing you're trying to do is create drag, like a parachute in the back of the arrow. So it's, it's got, it's, it's got some, uh, uh, you know, straightening ability back there. So that keeps it aligned with the front. Um, the more aggressive it is, the more aggressively it, it straightens out. The longer uh, a feather or longer a vein you have, um, then the more drag it is back there and the quicker it straightens out. So this is necessary when you know we're shooting broadheads, which may have blades on them, or they do have blades on them. And uh, you know, especially with larger fixed blade broadheads, two blade broadheads where uh, <clears throat> you know the wind catches it, you don't want it to plane one way or another. You really just want the back of that arrow to be, to, to be stable and control that arrow. So. Um, that's what we want. Now, if you're seeing that, well, okay, I don't shoot bear shafts. I don't shoot bear shafts at animals or 
targets or whatever, it's gonna have fletching. Why do I need the bear shaft if I'm gonna be shooting a fletched arrow anyway? Well, as I said in one of the previous podcasts, I'm a stickler for doing things right. So, and it's just the right thing to do. Sorry, it's the right thing to do. Tune your tune your stuff. You know, don't don't be shooting crap out there. Number two, the straighter a bear shaft comes off of your bow, the cleaner it comes off of your bow, and the more pure flight that the shaft itself has, the less drag it's going to have, the less work that the fletching has to do in the background, uh, at the back of the arrow, the quicker that arrow is going to recover from any kind of torque that you might induce into it or if it, if it comes off the bow uh, you know poorly or at an angle uh, you know knock left knock right knock high down whatever um, the, the more pure a flight that it has the better it is the less energy it takes for uh, for the um, the fletching to stabilize it in the back and it's, it's just a better cleaner flight and you're gonna have better cleaner flight sooner out of the bow okay Remember, we're not just looking at, you know, long range uh, stability. Long range, these things stabilize. You can have a really crappy shooting arrow and you can be sure to shooting 40, 50 yards and these, and you'll be dropping bombs. I mean, if, if you, you know, because by that time they, they stabilize. A lot of guys with poorly tuned arrows have problems at short range, 10, 15 yards, because the back of that arrow uh, or, you know, the arrow itself is doing something wonky and, and it's taking a while for... Uh, the fletching to actually stabilize those oscillations or our porpoising or anything like that so you you may suffer you know uh, short range stability and accuracy and you don't want your stuff flying sideways and impacting you know the animal sideways it may not matter for a, a target bow as long as the front goes where it's supposed to go but when you're shooting you know in a hunting situation you want that arrow to impact absolutely dead straight perfect so it it, it, it tries to you know penetrate in a dead straight not line not sideways so it's just the right thing to do so what exactly is a bear shaft what do we consider a bear shaft well uh, a bear shaft is uh, an arrow with everything minus the fletching at the back okay so whether you're running veins or feathers um, it is uh, one that has been either stripped of the of the the feathers and veins or uh, you got uh, a shaft and you just didn't fletch it okay but either way that thing is is bare at the back you know it's got a knock obviously up front it has a uh, an insert whatever insert you want to run and it has whatever tip uh, tip weight that you want to run whether it's a field point or a broadhead um, again we're not bare shafting with broadheads but uh, Say you want to run a 175 grain broadhead. Well, you're going to be bear shaft tuning with a 175 grain tip. I'll get to that in, uh, in in just a little bit. So it's everything minus the fletching. Now, what is this going to show us when we shoot? Um, it's going to show us what the pure, <clears throat> excuse me, what the pure arrow itself wants to do. So if you are, um, you know, too weak in your spine or if you're too stiff in your spine or if you've got a knock high situation or a knock low situation you'll be able to see the impact uh, in the target bale of how the arrow purely wants to fly because it's not going to correct itself if it's flying sideways uh, let's say for let's go over that actually let's let's say for a right-handed shooter everything for a left-handed shooter is going to be opposite of what I'm saying but I'm right-handed so for a right-handed shooter for example um, if you shoot and the tip of the arrow impacts to the right and the, uh, 
the back of the arrow, the, the, the knock, hits knock left, okay? Then it's kind of flying, you know, sideways. So I did the tip is to the right and the back is to the left. Well, you have a weak arrow. That is a dynamically weak arrow. So you need to either step up um, a spine, a spine range. Let's say you're shooting 500s. You may need 400s, which are stiffer. Uh, you may need to lower the tip weight, um, or you need to shorten the arrow. Shortening the arrow will stiffen the spine. Uh, conversely, if you shoot and then you're consistently getting your, your tip, um, the, the point of the arrow to the left and then your knock of your arrow to the right, that means you are stiff. It is too stiff. The, the arrow shaft uh, is not flexible enough and you need to either add tip weight or shoot a longer arrow or shoot a spine range weaker arrow. Okay. Now that's gonna uh, all, all that stuff. I'm, I'm not gonna go too deep into how to select that because you're probably gonna have to go through, um, you know, if you really want to get into this, and I really suggest you do. And I don't think you'd be listening to this if you didn't want to have some sort of understanding of this. But you're gonna have to try different spines of arrows, different lengths, uh, to find what you what, what what you're happy with. A lot of people will go to a big box store or even a lot of archery stores and they're like, oh, here, you know, try these, right? And they've never bear shafted before. And even the people selling the stuff to you may have absolutely no idea what the hell they're doing, which is more common than, than you think, which is really sad. Um, so it's really up to you to, to, to do this, this testing. And uh, a lot of trad guys especially like to do this kind of testing because we just like to tinker with stuff more. And I think we most trad guys, I'm not saying that to be you know elitist or smart or whatever, but uh, have a better understanding of um, aero flight and aerodynamics and, 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 and these kind of things than, than a compound guy. So uh, although there are a lot of compound guys that, that really know what they're t uh, doing. Well, I, was, I was at the range this morning you know, shooting that Omega and there was a guy shooting a compound um, beside me, and then he was—he uh, wasn't tuning then. He was trying a different tip weight, but he—he he was, he was saying that, hey, you know, I was bare shaft tuning, and uh, I can't believe what the difference in impact and, and, and flight is, how these things impact when you don't have fletching on it. And I, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you noticed that. Um, you know, he was kind of clued into the fact that, wow, you know, that fletching in the back, those those veins really do. Uh, you know, way more work than they're supposed to be doing if you have a poorly tuned, uh, poorly tuned bow. So at least he was chasing that down. Um, okay, so getting back to, uh, to to our indications. Now, if we're shooting and we have a knock high situation, well, our knock is probably a little bit too high. The the, the knocking point. Okay, in other words, the back of the arrow is too high up on the string. Um, or a knock low obviously is is too low now you're gonna have to find a sweet spot when you start shooting these things because especially with traditional bows you could have um, a perfectly tuned bear shaft flying you know dead dead straight out of your bow but the minute you shoot a fletched arrow even though those feathers are soft and they kind of squish out of the way they will hit the arrow shelf a little bit the shelf that we're shooting off of, especially if you're not shooting off of an elevated rest, and they will bump the back of the arrow just a little bit as the arrow, as the as the the feathers pass over that shelf, and then that'll give you a little bit of a knock high bump as it's coming out. So you may have to uh, play around with that a little bit. Sometimes, uh, depending on the bow, depending on the dynamic uh, reactions of the arrow, you need to be able to tune it out. And sometimes. I cannot tune out a, a little bit of a knock high situation. I don't, I don't fret over it. I do the best I can. 
Um, you can certainly tell when it's flying nice and smooth and it's not doing anything crazy versus like, oh yeah, it's really bouncing off the shelf. So um, you'll, have to, you'll have to play around with knock height a little bit. I would definitely recommend that you figure out your knock height before messing around with uh, your spine left and right. Unless your spine is grossly off, uh, you might have to kind of go round and round in circles a little bit to kind of fine tune one, then the other, and then go back to the one and go back to the other. Um, so how do we do this? Well, we start off with uh, an arrow that you think is going to work. And, you know, there's lots of resources online, ask different forums. People are pretty good, uh, especially in the traditional world, about uh, suggesting, you know, what should work and what, you know, should get you going down uh, d down a path that, uh, you know, that, that should get you started, right? Um, I am going to say if you have a bear shaft or you make a bear shaft, uh, you know, cut the fletchings off the back, do it carefully, do it with a razor blade. And there, you know, some places sell tools where uh, uh, it, 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 it shaves off the, the fletching and the glue and all that stuff too. Don't nick into the carbon. Don't go crazy with it. Just scrape off the, you know, just peel off the vein or, or the feather and then just kind of scrape off the, the glue. Uh, some people actually like to leave the, uh, you know, they cut the vein, actual like floppy part of the vein off or the feather quills or the, uh, you know, the feather feather part off and just leave the part that, uh, uh, I guess, would that, would, that, would that be the quill? I don't know. Whatever actually gets glued down a little thin strip just for the weight in the back. But I don't really worry about that. I, I just I just take the, the, you know, the whole thing off. And uh, you're going to have to sacrifice an arrow. I'm sorry. Um, I know arrow, arrows are expensive. I know uh, we like to hold on to these things. I know, you know, I like to hoard them. But if you're going to get into tuning, trust me, just have a bear shaft and just keep it around. You know, just 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 bite the bullet or, or, or get another bear shaft, get another shaft. If you're gonna order like a half a dozen shafts or whatever, you know, get one more or get half a dozen and you know, make you know, five of them fletched and then leave one bear because um, you're, you're going to, you're gonna bear shaft tune at some point later on down the road. You, you know, even when you got this bow all done and, 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 and all happy and everything, you might change your poundage. You might want to change your tip weight. You might want to change, uh, you know, your grip. All kinds of things. It's always good to have a bear shaft there because you know, just just suck it up and just you know, sac sacrifice that error, or at least take it out of uh, everyday use. You know what I mean? It's just something you're just gonna have to do. Get over it. Um, arrows. We lose arrows all the time. Uh, you know, you're not gonna lose a bear shaft one because you're shooting it, you know, relatively close. So just keep it aside as, as, as a test one and, and, and not fletch it. So, so we've got our, um, we've, we've got the fletching off of there. And again, we are shooting well enough, or we think we're shooting well enough consistently that we're always pulling back to the same amount of the same draw. If we're hitting our clicker, if we're using a clicker, um, you know, we are uh, having proper back tension. We're not flicking our fingers off the thing. We're not plucking the string. We have a beautiful release because you could really throw off these uh, uh, indications if you're not shooting correctly. So um, what do we shoot into? Well, you can shoot into anything really. Now, some people say don't shoot into a bag target because it doesn't really show um, as, as good as a layered foam target. The way, you know, 
uh, how am I saying this? It won't show the indication uh, once you walk up to it if it was like knock left, knock right, that kind of thing. Because the bag is kind of, you know, it's kind of squishy. It doesn't really hold the arrow in the exact position that, uh, that, that it impacted. Although when you get good at this, you can see how it flies, you can see how it hits, and you can tell if it's impact, you know, if it's left, right, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you, you can. But if you're just starting out, I recommend that you shoot into a layered foam target okay or just like, like a regular foam to any kind of regular foam target now with the layered foam targets these are great and they're archery ranges um, and that, that's exactly what they are they've got layers you know lots of layers of, uh, of multiple foam and they're in one big target bale they're like four by four you know four foot by four foot I think uh, they're huge and you're basically uh, you know start off at like you know five yards maybe ten yards or, or, or do both do five yards ten yards fifteen yards and you're shooting into this target. Now, the target layers, depending on how the archery range has, has oriented um, that target bale, when you walk up to it, they could be uh, layered horizontally or vertically, okay? Uh, it, it just depends if they turned it one way or another when they were, when they were setting it up. Personally, I think both of them, uh, you should shoot into both of them because a horizontally layered one is easier to show an indication of left and right, okay, weak and weak and and, and stiff, um, as compared to a vertically layered one. Where a vertically layered one, where the stripes, you know, the layers, the lines go up and down, it's easier uh, to show or get a more pure, uh, a more pure reading with uh, an up with a knock high or knock low indication. Okay, it's just like you know. If, if you shoot into one that's vertically layered and, uh, you know, the, the arrow shaft has an easier time, like, you know, sliding up or sliding down. The back of it, you know, it has an easier time, kind of like a light switch, right? It goes up, down. Um, it's in that same plane. Whereas with the horizontal one, same deal. It's easier for it to slide left and right in between layers and show you a weak or a right indication. But it'll still show you up down. Uh, don't get me wrong; it, it, it they'll still work. It's just one works a little better. So if you can go shoot into both types, you know, go shoot the vert. If it's oriented vertically, shoot those. You know, if it's oriented uh, horizontally, shoot those. So you're going to get an indication of how this thing is flying. Um, if it's pretty severe, you can almost see the the arrow flying sideways sometimes. Uh, the way it impacts, obviously, like we said, if the t if it's uh, knock left, then you're weak. If it's knock right, then you're stiff. Um, so let's let let's back up a little bit and and figure. Well, what are we really looking for? Well, we're looking for a dead straight arrow flight, or at least as straight as possible. And we want a some some may not, but I want a slightly slightly weak indication. Okay. Um, weak because when you're shooting a bear shaft, you don't have the weight of the feathers in the back or the veins in the back. And they, they can weigh anywhere from a total of, let's say, like 10, 12 grains or maybe like 9 to 12 grains all the way to 18 or 20 grains or, or maybe a little more for, um, for, uh, for veins, right? And adding weight to the back of an arrow dynamically stiffens the arrow. Adding weight to the front of the arrow dynamically weakens the arrow. So by the time you add fletching back there and the weight of that, uh, you are going to, um, uh, if, if it's a little bit weak, you add, you add the, by, by the time you're shooting a fletched arrow, 
then um, then it's going to be just about perfect. Also, for a hunting situation, um, although we try to be perfect every time and we try to come back to our clicker every time and we try to have, you know, uh, you know, expand all the way to our, you know, let's say we have a 28 inch draw and we're supposed to come to 28 every single time. Now, I know we love to do that, but I'm being 100% honest with you guys. A lot of times, you know, if I shoot 100 arrows, um, maybe 80, 85% of those times I'm actually getting to my clicker. Sometimes when it just feels right and I'm almost there, I'll just let it go. And it flies great because it's within the realm of what, you know, the fletching can do and, um, you know, what, 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 what kind of uh, correction it can do. And in a hunting situation, yeah, you may, you may end up with, uh, you know, um, a situation where, yeah, you really want to pull the 28, but you're not quite there, but it feels right. Boom, let it go. You could be a 27 and a half. No big deal. So if it's just slightly weak to start off with, then it'll be like absolutely perfect if you short draw it a little bit. So I know you're saying that's kind of like kind of like a cop out or, or like a bit of a cheat. Well, no, it's, I'm just being realistic. I try to tune all my stuff to be absolutely um, bulletproof uh, and most forgiving in you know in in 90 of the situations that, that i'm in so if i'm perfect great if i'm not so perfect then it's still going to fly uh the way i want it to and not hit sideways or do anything any, anything wonky so uh that's two things so how do we start doing this well uh we should start with a full length arrow first of all um that means don't have you know your your archery uh uh, place cut the things for you uh, you're probably going to want to cut them yourself or if you you know if you're at a place where they let you do that uh, you know go shoot a few bear shafts and then say hey can you cut this down and go shoot a few more bear shafts and cut it down um, we want to start off with uh, w when we're doing this we really want to start off with um, a full-length arrow and we're going to work backwards a bit here we're going to start with the tip weight that we want to run now, if you don't know what you want to run, that's great. You know, we can work with that. If we are, if we do know what we want to run, let's say you have a favorite broadhead. And let's say your favorite broadhead is 175 grains and you got it in your head that you want a little more weight up front as well. And you're going to run like a 50 grain brass insert, right? So you got a total of 225 up front. The way we would set up our bear shaft is we would have a 175 grain broadhead on a you know in a in a 50 grain brass insert at the front of our arrow, and then we would work back from that. We know that's the combination that we want to run, so we are gonna we are gonna shoot the arrows until and, and and tune the arrow and cut the arrow down until we get that that uh, combination to fly right for us. That's what we want to do. So. Let's say you got a 32-inch arrow, and you go and start taking a bunch of shots, and then it starts impacting to the right, and your 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 tail left. You're obviously weak, and you know take several shots, take a bunch of shots, okay, just so you know that it's not you, okay. Um, first thing you'd want to do is obviously, like I said, get your up and down corrected. Make sure your um, uh, your knock height is taken care of that's first and foremost because that will throw off uh your 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 indications for um 
uh, spine as well. Because remember, all we're we're, we're basically if, if you're off a lot one way, if it's really high, really low, side you know, one side one way or another, you're putting a lot of load. Uh, into that arrow that's like forcing itself either like down into the arrow rest or s into the side of the side plate of the um, uh, and into the side plate of the uh, uh, of the riser and it's going to affect how you know like not your knock height will affect how your we you know your 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 left and right is going to be okay but like I said you're going to have to kind of go around and around a little bit to get it perfect so get your knock height right and as long as it's flying you know, relatively straight and or maybe just a touch knock high, that's okay. When you get that done, then 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 you're ready to evaluate, okay, am I a little bit weak or am I a little too stiff? So we're shooting a 32-inch arrow and we take a bunch of shots and it's impacting to the right and the tail is to the left and we're obviously a little too, uh, too weak. And if it's not drastic, then you know you can say okay well i'm going to cut this arrow down a little bit so then you what you would do is you would pull off the knock okay you'd pull off the knock at the back end because that's not glued in and uh, go to your arrow saw if you don't have an arrow saw you can use a dremel you can cut it down with a dremel um, or you can take it to uh, you know archery shop and then just have them kind of cut it you know as you go if they're willing to work with you uh, and cut that down by like a quarter inch at a time Okay, quarter inch is, is is a lot, and when you get closer to fine tuning it, you're actually going to be cutting it down like like an eighth inch at a time or a sixteenth at a time. But um, <clears throat> start off with a quarter inch, cut it down. Make sure that the back of that arrow is square. They sell arrow squaring devices. Cut it as square as you can, and then square it up on an arrow squaring device, and then put the knock back in, and then keep shooting. And what was you know like a severe you know knock left uh, flight will slowly start to get you know better and a little bit better and then a little bit better and then pretty soon it's going to be flying uh, almost dead straight now like I said you keep going back you keep cutting like a quarter inch quarter inch when you get really close start cutting off like an eighth inch at a time okay like I said a quarter inch will be a lot so let's suppose you're down to like 31 inches now you've cut it four times and it's getting pretty close what you're really looking for, what I'm looking for, <clears throat> is a is a slightly weak indication. Okay, like I for the same reasons I said before, you're gonna put fletchings on there. You want it to be for 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 me, a slightly weak arrow is a little more forgiving than a slightly stiff arrow. So, a slightly weak indication is what you're looking for. You creep up on it, and then now you've got your 175 grain broad or your 175 grain tip with your 50 grain brass flying perfectly at the length that you just cut it to remember cutting an arrow shortening an arrow dynamically weakens the spine okay it makes it behave stiffer if it's too weak that's what's making an impact to the right too much with tail too much tail left so will we keep cutting this down now if you do it and it's and it's like too stiff and uh, you know your only recourse again is to try a weaker arrow spine or a longer arrow if you can or a whole bunch more tip weight and you may not want to add more tip weight maybe you're happy with what you're shooting and 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 you like the the weight that it is and or the broadhead you may have a favorite broadhead that comes in a certain weight so this is where the you know the the back and forth uh, tuning kind of comes in but that's some that's that's part of the fun of this obviously you're just gonna have to go around and around a little bit and um and and figure out what works 
what works best uh, for you. So, so yeah, um, I guess that kind of that kind of covers broadhead, or uh, I keep calling them broadhead. The thing that kind of covers bear shaft tuning. Um, there's 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 a little more nuances to it. You can get uh, you know you can fix uh, bear shaft flight with uh, you know changing your brace height, for example. Uh, if it's a little too stiff, uh, you can uh, increase your brace height. If it's a little too weak, you can lower your brace height. Uh, I've done um, I've done a couple of videos on that on uh, the effect of brace uh, effects of brace height. Um, go check those out on the YouTube channel. Um, you can move your string silencers up and down a little bit, but those are like micro, micro, micro tuning. That's really not the main way you're supposed to be tuning bear shaft. So, um, you know, adding tip weight, uh, changing spine ranges or cutting your arrow. That's how, you know, you're really supposed to, uh, uh, you're really supposed to do this. That's, that's, you know, the, the, the 101, I guess, basics of, of how you're supposed to do this. So, um, once you get this thing flying perfectly, as a bear shaft, then go ahead and start shooting your uh, fletched arrows. Well, well, actually, back up. Go then and once you're absolutely sure, I mean, make sure that it's not you and you're not torquing one way or 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 or, or, or putting a lot of heel into the bow or or, or twisting it or, or doing something strange, right? Uh, when you're doing this, and then once you're once you're completely happy with the way these bear shafts fly. Then you go back, and then you can cut down your arrows. You can cut down the rest of your fletched arrows. You take out, uh, you take out the. Uh, well, hopefully you don't have an insert in there. This is why you should bear shaft tune when you get a new set of arrows or uh, a new spine range or anything new to your setup. Don't put those inserts in there. Uh, if you put them in with like hot melt glue, like I do all the time, I pull them in and out. Like I don't know, seems like I'm I'm futzing around with stuff at least like once a week, right? Um, I don't epoxy those things in, but if you epoxy them in or like they do at, a, at an archery shop, well, you're kind of screwed a little bit unless you cut them past the insert and then just put new inserts in. Um, if you don't have inserts in them, great. You cut them off the front. Uh, you cut, you cut the arrow like down, you know, from the front, use an arrow saw, make it nice and square, especially in the front. You want to make sure that, uh, the front is nice and square. Um, <clears throat> and then go ahead and put your inserts in and shoot your uh, shoot your field points your field points and your bear shaft should hit to the same spot now if you're running a ton of foc a lot of, a lot of tip weight um after a little after a while x many yards depending on the speed of your bow they will start to nose down okay um i i've not been able to get rid of that if i run like a really high foc like a you know like a t above 20 or I'm some of them are like 27 percent I've got they will kind of nose down after like 10 you know 10 12 yards there's just there's just no getting around that sorry I mean it's this the way it goes but shoot them they, they should be impacting you know close to or with your uh, your fletched arrows and then go ahead and shoot the fletched arrows and especially for you trad guys if you're shooting off the shelf you may have to make a minor adjustment, you know, up or down on the um, on your knock point, to make sure that you don't you're not getting a lot of bump off the shelf from your feathers. So once you got all that stuff, then your next step will be go ahead and put those broadheads on there, and then go to a broadhead target and make sure that your broadheads fly perfectly. Now you should do this regardless whether you're bare shaft tuning or not, but 
just make sure everything is kosher all the way from from bear shaft to broadhead on fully fletched ready to go ready to hunt that way you have a perfectly flying arrow or as close to perfect as you can the most forgiving arrow an arrow that's going to recover very very quickly if at all uh, if it needs it at all even coming off of your bow and it's going to fly right impact right or correctly impact correctly and you're not you're not worried about uh, you know, impacting sideways, um, or, or, or doing something, you know, something strange, uh, that, that, that's, you know, going to cost you an animal or wound an animal or, or, or cause it to, you know, to impact where you don't want it to impact. We don't want that. We want nice straight flight, perfect penetration. So, um, I think that's really all I have for bear shaft tuning. I, I think a lot of this stuff, um, is covered a little bit better in a video, uh, so you can actually see the results oh one more thing i forgot about you can get to a point where you can get a false weak reading okay if your arrows are so stiff if they're too stiff let's say you cut them too far for some reason or you don't have nearly enough tip weight on there or you're like a whole spine range or two um too stiff you can shoot these things and uh, it'll give you a weak indication. It'll look like they're impacting weak. So you'll shoot again, right-handed shooter. The tip will be to the right. The, the the back will be to the left. And you're like, wow, that's really weak. And then you go chasing yourself and you start cutting down the arrows even more. Okay, and you're going to drive yourself crazy. This is because the, air, the, the bear shaft, the shaft itself is so stiff that it starts off, um, you know, the... the it starts off like so stiff that the, that the front of the arrow is pointing, you know, left outboard. Again, right-handed shooter. That the back of the arrow, by the time it gets to the back of the arrow, it's pointing so far to the left, the back of the arrow actually hits the riser. It whacks the riser and it kicks the back tail of the arrow back the other way. So if, if the, um, let's say the, the knock of the arrow is starting like, you know, to the right, and then the tip is to the left, the knock is to the right. It's so far to the right that it actually impacts the riser as it's going, you know, past it, you know, kind of, you know, you know let's say midway or, or down kind of closer to the fletchings or whatever. It hits it so hard that it kicks the back of that arrow back to the left. And, and then it, when it impacts, it looks like it's flying knock left. And it, when it impacts, it looks like it's, it's the same indication as it would be if it's like a, a, a too weak of an arrow. Now, two ways to combat this. Uh, one is you kind of need to know what general range you need to be in and be like, wait a minute, something's not right. Uh, there's no way that this should be a, a weak flying arrow. And number two, you have to listen because when it whacks the when it whacks the riser like that, you can hear a slap um, or a smack. You can actually hear the noise gets louder. So you have to be, no pun intended, in tune with your bow a little bit to know uh, what these indications are and, and, and what that means. In other words, if you're shooting, let's say, a 40-pound bow at, at 27 inches or something like that, and you're shooting a 400-spine arrow cut to you know 29 inches, and you got a 125-grain broadhead or a field tip on there, you are way, 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 way sti uh, stiff. There's no way that thing should be flying. So if you're getting a weak indication. Um, with, with, with that kind of setup, you're like, wait a minute, something's not right here. So go ahead and step up to like a 600 or you need a 500 with a bunch of weight up front or a 600, you know, full length or something. And uh, you're, you're, 
your flight will get a whole lot better and it'll get quieter too because that arrow is now the back of the arrow is now whacking you know the back of the riser so as, as it's going through so you just got to be careful about that but this is part of the fun of learning you got to learn some of the stuff um <clears throat> play around with it again you may not have access to an arrow saw big whoop go get a dremel um always cut it with a high speed uh, cutoff like like carbide wheel like that though um do not use a hacksaw or anything like that i'm talking for carb for carbon arrows um, and always make sure that they're, that the, um, the end of that arrow is, is square. Now, whatever insert you use obviously has a shank on it that, that self centers it, obviously. Um, and even, even the knock, you know, the knock slips into the back and it self centers it, but you still don't want a high point from where that, where that knock is touching, um, you know, your arrow knock is touching, you know, the carbon or where your, uh, you know, at the front where the insert is kind of up against that carbon. You don't want like a high point because that, that's like a stress point right there. So um, make them, make them, you know, when, when you do your cuts and then and, and you uh, you square them up, make them as square as possible. Uh, everything you're trying to do is try to build, you know, the best arrow that you can. And then, of course, the rest of it is you and your form. So um, that's pretty much it on bear shaft tuning. Go ahead, and give it a try. Uh, you'll be amazed at how far off, uh, far off, you are uh, if you haven't done it before and if especially if you're using big fletchings or big feathers or things like that uh, man you'd be amazed at how much they mask uh, either poor form or poor arrow flight or both so um, this will benefit you in uh, not beating up your bow not beating up your feathers uh, you're you'll get you know better groups short range and long range and you'll have awesome broadhead flights so Anyway, I'm going to leave that there for now. Uh, it wasn't quite a full hour, 40 minutes, but, you know, short enough, I, I suppose. Uh, probably probably do a video on this later on down the line, but I wanted to get it out. So please go ahead and check out the YouTube channel, Bowhunting Soul. I got a bunch of, uh, you know, how-tos and shooting and, and, and DIY kind of stuff on there. And um, uh, check out the Facebook group also called Bowhunting Soul. And I'm also on Instagram. And uh, go ahead and check out our T-shirts. Uh, I got them up on, on the storefront in uh, on, on Teespring. So you go to Teespring, T-E-E, Spring.com. And then if you look at storefronts, you can search for Bowhunting Soul. Now, now Teespring is kind of weird. Sometimes the searches don't come up unless you sell like like a whole crap load of shirts and stuff. They don't even come up on on uh, on, on your searches, which is kind of frustrating. But um, I do have a storefront out there. If you search for Bowhunting Soul, uh, the T-shirts will be on there. I've got you know a few good designs, so go ahead and um, you know buy those. Uh, the short sleeves are like $19.99. The long sleeves are like $21.99. It's a bargain, I'm telling you. They're and they're pretty sweet. I like the designs anyway. So uh, go ahead and check them out. And uh, I hope you guys. Uh, are enjoying uh, this spring and getting outside more, shooting more, and uh, let me know how your uh, your tuning progress goes. So, I uh, will talk to you guys next week. Thanks.